Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. All right, so there's this new World of Warcraft uh, uh, cinematic thing came out today. John, you, you've seen it, I guess? Mm-hmm. Okay, Bo, you saw it. Did you see the thrall I thing? I certainly did. Okay, so I just wanted to, at the top of the show here, um, I'm Scott, by the way, the other guy on the show. I wanted to bring up a quick thing about that that thing. So if you've listened to uh, or listened to the Metzen interviews I did that were both on this feed and the, uh, the instance feed, uh, what he did on that thing, even though this was written by Christy Golden, the the dialogue that Thrall has, it's like they lifted it from our interview. And if you're going, what are you talking about? Go back and listen to it again. Not the interviews, but the the intro, the cinematic. Uh, mm-hmm. First fully rendered Thrall ever, by the way. So that's cool. This it was is great this to is, see him. This is my international sign for fully rendered <laughs> Thrall when I put my hands up. Oh, you're filling out your... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I played bass for fully rendered Thrall in 1998. Uh, they were fantastic, but they kicked me out of the band. Anyway, go listen to that again, and you'll hear him say things like, I'm nobody's savior. Um, I'm not leaving this life. Uh, where's your family? They're here. Where? They're nearby. Uh, like, a lot of, like, Metzen theme in Thrall. And everyone's always said, and he's admitted himself, Thrall is kind of, you know, his his ego on screen. And so I just I recommend that combo because it's it'll add a little something to that and not just be your average cinematic. It'll be more than that. Yeah, it was really moving in context of listening to that interview. It made it better. Yeah. Even though I gotta say, what like moved me the most was um, the revelations about Kerrigan and Rainer. Oh right, in the Starcraft. interviews, yeah, that stuff was great. Yeah. 
Oh, from the interview, I was like, <laughs> the cinematic. Yeah, no, from from the cinematic, how personal that that kind of was. It's, it was nice to hear. I agree, it's really Cause good because it, it that that storyline really resonated. I think more than it should have uh, in StarCraft, yeah. and it's nice to hear. And you should listen to the interview. Yeah, if it was. If you listen, haven't heard the interview? Go back and listen. It was stuff we hadn't planned on. He just sort of spewed it out, and it was great. So go listen to those episodes if you haven't done it. And also, if you're looking for really down to the tickler uh, coverage of that cinematic and all the recent goings on with Wow Wow Classic, a whole bunch of stuff dropped this week. Then check out the instance on Friday because that will be a big show. I can guarantee. You gonna play Wow Classic? Um, I mean, I'm gonna dabble. But I can't see myself really throwing myself into it the way some players will. I'm Be- kind of curious to play it myself. Yeah. I mean, um, if I know you, you will probably go hard for about a week and then wonder why you're doing it. Well, the tough part is I'd be subbing just to play Classic because I'm not currently playing World of Warcraft. Right. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, it would give you both, which you could but i wouldn't play like i have limited time i I just do not have the time to play warcraft in light of everything else so wait are you saying you don't have time to play warcraft and warcraft because you're getting two warcraft exactly that's exactly (laughs) what i'm saying because remember this is classic vanilla world of warcraft i'm going to be spending a lot of time leveling up my punching and my swords and whatever other weapons whatever class i play needs a lot of quill boars dying in the barrens yeah, it's oh, gonna take yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. I'm not gonna have time, even though it's expedient in in the main world of Warcraft. Classic's gonna take too much time. Baron's chat, just waiting for you to do more Baron's chatting. I mean, but, um, part yeah. of, well, we this is not what we're talking about today, but part of the appeal of an MMO is just sitting in the MMO and socializing. So yeah, I well, I mean, it's got it has its appeal. I just you know here actually, this is what I wish. Uh, John, I think you and I have talked about this before. I'm not sure. Someone I talked to about this. I thought it was you. They give me the ability, um, like Halo 1 Remastered, to switch between graphically what is modern WoW versus what was WoW in 2006 or 4 or 5. Yeah. That would be great because it's very ugly. I played this at BlizzCon. It's ugly, and that's okay. It was a thing of its time. It's many years old. Like it was great looking then for what it was, but you look back now and it is just kind of a nasty, gross looking game, in my opinion. And the draw distance was terrible. And even though the draw distance and this is a little better, it's still brought way back to to more better emulate what was happening in that early game. I don't know if I can do it on that level alone. If they let me look at this thing with new orc model, the way that, you know, the kind of resolution the textures are at now and the draw distance that we have now, like all of those modern conveniences of just visual punch, I'd probably be more interested in that. Um, but as it stands, I just, I don't know if I can do it. I, I'm such a visual person. I need, you know, I can play a game that's five years old and feel okay about it. Cause we're still, you know, it's not that different, but something that's this old and they are adhering to that aesthetic so closely because that's what the classic players want. I just don't know if I'm that guy. Is John there? No. Oh. No, I am I am absolutely not. I I might log in out of curiosity. It's been a long time since we've seen these zones pre-cataclysm, and so I might want to go in and go, the Barons, it's one place. Mm. And then log out, but it's not for me. Um it's for it's for other people. I think it's great. I honestly uh, I'm excited to watch people 
who didn't play until after Cataclysm uh, stream it because that would be interesting, right? Like, these are people that don't know what the game used to look like and used to play like and all of that. I would be curious as hell to see that, but I did it and I don't need to do it again. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. So I'll poke my head in. I already subbed in the main game, but I think the long term where I'm going to sink my time is the main game. Uh, that that initial grind to like level 20 or whatever, which pretty much encompasses, you know, weeks of playtime for me back in the day now takes like a couple hours. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to go, Ooh, I don't have enough gold for this mount that I get at level 20. It's not even the fast mount that comes at 40 and that's really expensive. And I can't even fly until they're out of classic. Like there's a lot of stuff we've forgotten that will feel very grindy again. And of course, you know, in its day, that thing innovated, but there was a reason they they keep adding to it and changing it and tweaking it. It's because some of that stuff doesn't hold up. I don't know. We'll see. I don't want to make a judgment call. The beta's out there. I think I have a key, but I haven't tried it yet. I'm not really a beta guy. I'm not a beta male. <laughs> oh, it's not it's not an open beta deal. Not yet. It's uh, uh pr- not. Pr- how do they dis- Well, it's a lot of influencers right now. I noticed, and um others beyond that but i uh, obviously i think they had a little summit too as well kind of like they did for heroes that time where they had a bunch of streamers go out there and uh stuff i don't think many of the podcasters heard much about it but um streaming man that's where it's at it's where the kids are they're gonna watch you stream your classic wow for this old old product that's where we want to get people the cutting edge new generation yeah that's right get where get it where the kids are fortniting because they're the ones that want to play something that looks like janky ass 2004 all over again. <laughs> yep. Kids that weren't even born yet or were very young. I mean, my kid, my son, who's 19 tomorrow, tomorrow's his birthday, 19, uh, was four years old when WoW was released on retail. And he, oh was, my God. he was three when I was playing the beta. So, Oh, my God. The... <laughs> I remember him doing Town Crier, too. Yeah. Now he's yeah. like, yeah. there's the Town Crier. Yeah. Now he's old. Hey, you guys, town crier's here. He shaves now. I didn't even shave till I was like 22, and he's already shaving. I don't really shave that much anyway. Actually, you can see that I shaved. This will shave today. This will take about a week and a half to show anything because I don't I don't grow hair at a rate that's reasonable or normal for an adult male. But anyway, it doesn't matter. That's not part of the point. It's not about how fast you go. It's about no. the motion. It's in the look. <laughs> 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 wow it's uh not sure to... how that relates no but... it's our sex podcast it's fine welcome all right let's get to the uh the real elephant in the room and again tons of tons of wow talk friday on the instance i don't want to bore you all with it tonight on this show because we're all oh, about it's not gonna be boring it's gonna well, be good not, not boring you know what i mean let's talk instead about rage 2 the big release of the week uh the one that i've been waiting for since last e3 when it was announced it's pretty much all i wanted this year it was like my number one anticipated certainly shooter if not actual game because past this i can't really think of much that's usually just because i've forgotten there's some cool thing coming or some surprise indie thing will grab me or there's lots of things to come but as far as a big new sort of triple a out to shoot kind of game rage 2 is definitely on my radar for lots of reasons the setting is a big deal to me i love wastelands i love anything to do that's mad max uh related or adjacent and uh, I would definitely call this Mad Max adjacent because they take some liberties here that I 
I'll get into in a minute. Um, that I whether I like it or not. Um, and we're going to start with Bo and his impressions. We've all three played it. Um, at least I played at least I don't know four and a half hours or something. Okay, it's not a ton, but it's a you know it's a fair amount. I think I can give a decent uh, piece of feedback on how I feel about it. But um, Rage Two, the gunplay. Bo, is it fun to play? Because in a shooter, you could have everything in the world. Best story, best graphics, best uh, uh, whatever, all that stuff. But yeah. if your shooting sucks, then no thanks, right? So where? how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, the, the, the using the guns and the gun things, I think overall is pretty fun. Yeah. I think... I think there are some expectations that needed to be kept in check with it. I certainly had an expectation because even though it was Avalanche working on this game, mm. um, this also was in you know a Bethesda id software logo joint. <laughs> so I'm coming off like I'm coming off like Doom level expectations and Wolfenstein level expectations, and I don't. I think it misses in a lot of ways, and that kind of took away from my first impression. Mm. Uh, but overall, the gun the gunplay feels good. Um, but it's a game designed, I guess, the best way to think about it is maybe like Crisis or Far Cry. I, I haven't played too much Far Cry, but I played you know the, I like the Crisis games in that you're a super soldier and you got to unlock abilities. So when you first start the game, you really suck, mm-hmm. basically. And so even though the shooting feels good, it's you know in Doom you're double jumping around you got little dashes uh the enemies have behaviors and are visual very visually readable and also scary and this game doesn't have that i guess with its gunplay so it's a little disappointing i guess is how i first started playing the game like the opening sucked Mm -hmm. the opening it's just it's it's the gameplay, I think the gunplay is good. I played a bit more today, and I was definitely enjoying playing, shooting at things. Yeah. But there's a lot of problems with the game that detract from it, I guess. So if you're looking for a shooter, you've got it. Right. You shoot things in this game. You will enjoy shooting things in this game. I would say if you're looking for some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard in my life, this is a game for you also. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. It's like, very bad. It's- it's and they've bad. got some big talent. I, I'm pretty sure when I watched you stream it, that was Sam Regal. It he was took Sam the Regal. Dude, Did great. And that, yeah, he's great. And I, he's great, but the dial is the dialogue's not good. I took the female version. I think it's Marisha Ray. It really sounds like her. Yeah, the only hire from those yeah. critical role people now. That's pretty much the yeah, deal. That's it. That's 100 percent it. Nobody else. <laughs> Nobody I'm else. Pretty so. sure, I'm pretty sure it's her. I'm pretty sure it's her. I, I should look that up. I was but, gonna say, if only there was a way that we could find this information out. Yeah, Rage Two voice actors. Let's get clear this up. Yeah. But I mean, it's not. No, it's not Marisha. <laughs> there we go. Who is it? It's Amanda C. Miller. Oh. Does she play Dungeons and Dragons? If not, I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. Um, but it really, it really did sound like Marisha Ray, though. Okay. Well, it's funny that they got Sam Regal, but not Marisha Ray. But I guess they're just actors. I don't even think they really advertised that Sam Regal was the Walker character. No, a lot of these guys, like so much stuff that Liam does. And I always get Sam and Liam mixed up. They kind of sound the same to me. A lot of their performance. Or when they're when they're just kind of being guy talking and not affecting yeah. an accent or something. They have a very similar tone, so it's hard for me to tell the difference. But um, a lot of that stuff, they just do it. And then they're in it. And they had to go to a 
you know, a, a, what do you call it? What do you call it when you go in to see if you can get the part? A audition. They just audition. go to auditions and there's a bunch of voice actors there and they just happen to get the deal or they don't get it or whatever. And I think it's, I think what's interesting or the difference is with that group is, and, and you know, full disclosure, I'm friends with Liam and so I, I don't want to sound like I'm promoting or demoting any of these ideas that are happening over there. But a lot of what happens, I think, is game developers are like, yo, we need a voice cast. Wouldn't we get some extra bump if we aligned ourselves with that crew and maybe worked with them as the voice actors? They're pros anyway. Um, I don't know if there's been any backlash from from others in the VO industry, certainly in games. I don't know. But I think there is a little of that going on, which you would... I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. That thing is like a, this rock has hit. So, so you know, you're if you're... Uh, who was it? Pillars of Eternity Two. I yeah, think they, they got were, the whole cast. Yeah, in there, right? they were smart to do that. They advertised that they did that. They, you know, got all kinds of cred for doing that. Like that brought people to the game that may have not known about it. So I mean, it was a marketing decision. And I think that's totally fine. The problem with this game is fine actors across the board. It's not the actors. It's what they're have what they're being forced to deliver in this game is abysmal. And I don't know if it's because they thought. They thought they had the edge ride or the 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 crazy wastelander thing going right, or if they really just didn't know how to write well, or what I don't know what. But have you like well, have you done that I mean, lady yet? That the, they're not so, so like like yeah. this is all part of it. Like we can talk about the dialogues bad, but it's all part of also the design and concept. Because right from usually with a shooter game, like when it's really good, like Doom or Gears of War, it has these moments that really wow you and draw you in. And then it gives you fun stuff to do to get you playing the game pretty quick. This it's like the uh, that whole authority and like it's just it's like if you didn't know how to play guitar, but then you were playing guitar for Aerosmith and it just went. <laughs> it didn't sound like it. It just sounded horrible. Yeah. And it was just like it was so off. Everything about it was like. I don't want to play this game. I'm bored. Can I shoot something already? Like I, I bought this game to shoot things and you're giving me all this story that is just, you know, capital letter name. Here's some characters. I don't care. What about your sweet hologram and, uh, training modes? You like those? No. Okay. So here's the other thing. Every time you go to get something cool, it takes you to the most boring vanilla ass room I've ever seen in my life and says, you're going to do training now. <laughs> Press the left button to dodge left. And I'm like, whatever, just get me out of the wayside. I'll figure this. I don't need it. Make the tutorial optional. Why is it required before I unlock this thing? And I get going into a dream world. If the dream world's cool and you make the tutorial a part of the narrative, but it's an empty room with a really, and this is where it's the vo the robot voices in this, I think are poorly voice acted. Mm. Poorly, they're not good lines and they're also not acted very well. And it's, it's just really bad. So I'm like, I keep going into these arcs and the arcs keep sucking, but I get cool stuff out of them. So I want to do them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and there's just so many annoying things when you pick up money, when you find one of those chests, the sound that it makes gets on my nerves. It goes, <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, there's a chest. Sweet. There's that blue crystal meth in there. Awesome. And then it goes, <laughs> I'm like, stop making that noise. That isn't, it's not a good noise to hear. Yeah. And, and also it's like doing everything in its power to irritate me and not be cool. Uh, even though there's a good game underneath. 
Um, but there's also way too many screens that stop the action and make you press enter. You can't even mouse click it, right click. It's like every two seconds, the game freezes and some boring ass dialogue comes up. And I'm like, I don't want to read that. I'm playing a shooter game. I didn't come here for the narrative. Like, yeah. quit and then freezing my game. You can't even <laughs> use the, the 10 key, enter key to, uh, to skip them. It's, just, it's, got some, it's got some weird like, hey, we kind of built this for consoles uh but we kind of forgot a couple of tweaks for mouse and keyboard they shouldn't even do that for consoles like i, mean, I think we're in a day and age where a shooter should be competent enough to autoplay the the messages and let you continue to move around and do things and not have to stop you so many freaking times data pads i hate picking them up because i pick them up and it's not like a cool data pad animation or anything it's that boring ass black screen with some boring ass text on it that is going to tell me where something is and I don't want to read it, but then a, a part of me likes to read and enjoy the stuff. So I feel a little bit between the rock and a hard place. So you like a good, you like a good codex. I just think it depends on the game you're playing. Yeah. Like I remember playing dragon age origins and reading all the codexes. Cause I was kind of into the lore, but this game, this is a game and this is the, the I had this problem with the first one too. Imagine there's a game called doom. And what's it about hell monsters and doom? Yeah. And you just shoot the stuff. The same company has an IP they've called Rage. Mm. There's no rage in this game. No. <laughs> you're, you're not even mad. Your guy's just kind of a smart ass. And like, I'm like, there's just so much like this. Where's the rage? I want to feel a sense of that rage when I'm running around shooting people. And I think the overdrive in the game is meant to do that. And it's like, pink distortion where you can't see anything mm-hmm. i'm not mad i'm just like uh having epilepsy mm. it, 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 there's just some really a lot of stuff that's off about it but i'm still enjoying playing it if that makes sense oh, yeah totally so um john i want to throw it over to you you've had some you know similar amount of time with it and i think you were reasonably excited about it you're not you're not wasteland mad max crazy like i am necessarily but you were you know you were into what they were selling so where where right. you land on all that stuff yeah, I think Bo nailed it. It's a real middling, this game. Like, I don't think there's anything great about it. I think everything that I like about it is done better somewhere else. And I think that's kind of what's frustrating about it, is it's like, okay, well, the shooting's pretty decent, but Doom does it way better and gives me what I want, which is Doom actually had a really fun story, yeah. and it managed to tell it without slowing me down. It managed to let me just rage through the game and still get that narrative and like Bo said this game constantly slams on the brakes the opening bit of this game is the most boring opening to a game a big game like this that I have ever played I got through the opening and they're like you got a car now and I was like I'm turning you off now because I can I can't keep my damn eyes open because the game called rage which was this big shooter is boring me to where I am falling asleep at my computer. And I did. I turned it off and went to bed and didn't play it until the next day, where instead of starting up in my car, I started up just out in the world trying to figure out what to do, and my car was off on a horizon somewhere. So I go off to find it, and I'm like, all right, well, now I'm actually out in the world. There's nothing there. And then I see a guy on a little scooter stuck on the geometry going, and he's just stuck there and i don't know if i'm supposed to shoot him or not he's not really doing anything to me but my icon turned red briefly when i aimed at him 
So I'm like, I can't tell if this guy's a friend or a foe. He's not really hurting anybody, but I don't know. This game's called Rage, not Go Make Friends. So I start shooting him, and he's like, until he blows up. And I was just like, all right, well, there's the first enemy I fought in this big open world. Uh, And then I drove up to a gate. And they were like, they interrupted the action to be like, this gate's blocked. You need to, you need to liberate it. It's clearly yeah. a trap. And I was like, okay. So I get out, I walk up, there's guys, I shoot a bunch of barrels, there's explosions and stuff. They were like, you should activate rage mode or whatever it is. And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> and so I was like, there's like one lady left. What am I going to activate that for? Mm. And so I, killed her and i opened up the gate and it opened and then i proceeded to loot everything at an abysmal pace because it's like you gotta open it hold this to open it you got money press this button to collect money Mm. okay you got money all right i get it can i just pick up the money (laughs) (laughs) and that's the other criticism is that just to drive on what you're saying just right there is that you get to these areas and you want to shoot. So all you're doing is sitting around shooting and then you get this dialogue saying there's like X amount of storage boxes, data pads. So then I spend 30 minutes hunting for the dumb boxes and I'm like, I'm not doing shooting. I'm not raging. I'm looking for boxes that have like nothing special in them. You really only want the arc crates and maybe the data pads to find new locations. But like, it's really boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, game, and you're like I wanted to come to this game to shoot, and I'm spending 30 minutes trying to hunt down all the items in this area. I cleared out in five seconds, mm. and then they said, "Oh, now you can go through the gate and explore the world." And I went, "You know what? I'm good." And I closed it. <laughs> and you know what I did? What? Instead of playing this new exciting game, mm. I opened up Mortal Kombat and watched the AI fight itself for a little while. Wow. That's the that trade. was more fun to me because well, I just simulators are a game type that people enjoy. It is, but I just everything about it. It just is not what that game thinks it is. And that's the other thing. So I know I'm going to tread a little bit on a sensitive area for Bo here. I'm sorry. But you know how when we talked about the story in the world for Borderlands and I was like, it's a game that thinks it's really cool and edgy, but kind of comes across sad. Uh <laughs> This is a game that does the same thing, but instead of going for comedy, it thinks it's really cool, mm. and it isn't. It's like, hey guys, look at look at all this cool stuff we're doing, and you're just like, I it's don't not know. cool. I don't know if any of this is cool. Yeah, I, I yeah. kind of don't think it is. It's actually, a little bit. It's a little weird how Doom Doom pulled this off. They somehow made Doom not only relevant again, but like incredibly relevant again. It was so much fun to play. Everything you did was cool. Nothing was boring and lame. Like, they got everything right in that game. And they were proud of it, and they showed it as such. And then when you played it, you went, oh, yeah, no, you are cool. Like, you acting cool, Mr. Green Marine. You are actually cool in the end. Yeah. This has the opposite problem. It's look how cool we are. Look at all the cool stuff we can do. And then you actually get in and you go, no, this isn't, you're not as, you're not nearly as cool as you think you are. In fact, uh, Avalanche Games, you have made at least two other games that I love and are way cooler than this. And you didn't have to try that hard to convince me that they were cool. Like they were just cool because they were. And that's a bummer. So what I 
what I'm getting from you guys and what I feel like generally is it's a, it's a really fun shooter when you're shooting. Uh, the AI is interesting. The way they dodge and juke and jive is fun. The shotgun's one of my favorite shotguns and shooters. It's a great shotgun. The way they do mm-hmm. alt-fire stuff in there is cool. I would say it's not quite as mod cool as the way uh, it was handled in Doom, but it's a similar kind of idea. Um, that stuff's great, but it's just the rest of it is, and it's also a little bit samey. After about four and a half hours into this thing, I am starting to kind of hit the same missions, side missions, kind of over and over. They're sort of the same. Uh, the story missions are, are varied and interesting, at least so far, but for the most part, it's starting to get very samey. And again, the minute-to-minute is fun. Like, not a problem. Having a good time with that. But the stuff on the road is not up to snuff with what they did with even Mad Max a few years ago, the same company. Um, I mean, that game gave you... Well, I mean, it was it, it had had the it had the IP to work with, so they had more maybe they could do thematically. But you would go chase down whole uh, convoys of a big freaking uh, truck in the front and four or five buggies on the side, all ripping down a road, and you got to take them all down. And you do it with harpoons and missile launchers, and war boys are jumping on the back of your car, and you're having to shake them off and turbo out of there and make them smash against another car to get them off your car. Otherwise, they're going to stab through the window and hurt you, like. That was always intense and fun and crazy. None of that road stuff's happening here. There's a lot of driving, but none of that. Like, it's just, I don't know if that's because it's a first-person shooter or whatever, but this, to me, feels like an old Far Cry game with better shooting. Yes, actually, that's one of the things I kept coming back to, was if you told me that this was a up-res version of a game that came out five years ago, I would 100% believe that. Everything about this game plays like a game that's about five or six years old. Um, but it's it's pretty, so you know, they did a graphic overhaul or something. Mm-hmm. And that's what this game has kind of felt like as I was playing it. It's just and I don't even mind the story stuff. Like there's a place for it, but I think because because the shooting's so good, that's why I'm even when I come up against the story. I think it's two things. The shooting's really good, and the story they're presenting is bad. Uh, the story they're presenting is actually from, like, prey days of first-person shooters. It's as simple as, there was a person you liked, and they got killed by someone you don't like. <laughs> you need to get out there and get revenge. And it's just like, oh, man, this is every first-person shooter from, like, the early 2000s. This was the plot. The only thing it's missing is, and they kidnapped your girlfriend. Like, that's the only thing that's just not quite there. It's really bad. And also, one more gripe with this game, and it's really bad intro. Do not do a big, I'm putting on the suit moment. If putting on the suit doesn't make me do something cool. No, it was embarrassing. It's embarrassing in this. (laughs) Isn't it? In Doom, you put on the suit and then you proceed to rip and tear enemies apart and punch monitors and be a cool guy. In this, you do this big long suit putting on animation. It's like, oh man, I put on the Ranger suit. And they were even talking about it like it's a big deal. They're like, yeah, mom tried to keep you out of that for a long time. And you're like, yeah, now it's my time. What can it do for me? 
jack shit is what it can do for you. There's not a thing you can do after you put it on. Right. You have a shitty jump. Well, you, you, you can run open at the, the same piece. Oh, that's true. You can open the, arcs. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. You can open so, arcs. That's true. Open the arcs, and you've got midichlorians. They explained to you at some point you've got midichlorians in your bloodstream. Basically, yeah. So you can. When you go to the arcs, it activates your midichlorians. Yeah, it, it's and the, and the thing about that scene that really bugged me was it's not so much that the suit is worthless and you don't do anything cool after. It's that you take it off a dead guy and you change. You go through these motions as if you're putting on clothes, and she just stares at you while you do it. It's like this embarrassing change room where the lady at the ZCM or the lady at the Sears is having to stand in the room with you while you change it. Yeah, and there's clothes. a firefight going on with a giant thing you know like yeah. it's not even like a peaceful time it's, yeah. like, it's very odd it's just totally it's totally kind of all over the place um one segment i'll mention real quick i'm sure there's others like this but it's like a wave-based challenge and you get in there i forgot the name of the place but you go in there and talk to this grandma who runs like a brothel slash murder simulator um okay. do you guys get to her yet by chance yeah, okay no. she's one of the early she she's early if you take it but I don't love wave-based sort of horde mode kind of stuff. It's not my thing, really, unless I'm with friends or something. Um, co-op in that regard is pretty fun. But in you know when you're by yourself, it's like wave two, wave three, and they get harder and harder. I just it's not my bag. It's not really interesting to me. But I did it anyway. But it is the worst setup and dialogue. It's so bad. I can't. Oh, I need to go find it somewhere and then pull some audio out and play it on the show because it's so bad, like really bad and competent actors doing their best yet the material they have the stuff on paper is just shite almighty it's so bad i mean even from that suit putting on moment they're like i still think some of whatever his name is is in the suit <laughs> like what <laughs> he shows up and they're like oh yeah it's so and so and then he gets his head bit off and they're like oh there he goes and i'm like oh is this supposed to be a silly game yeah. And then they're like, oh, man, he's dead. What are we going to do? I'm going to put on a suit. I guess there's still a bunch of him in there. And I'm like, what the hell is the tone of this game? What are they doing right now? Yeah, And then it also they'll go. I think it's meant to be irreverent. It just doesn't work. Yeah, it's just you know not yeah. effective. Like, yeah, it's it, just, it gets satirical. And I don't think it's it's certainly not what I wanted. I, I don't know that I wanted serious, but I didn't want weak attempts at being a satire or yeah. Deadpool style or fourth wall breaking. Like imagine Deadpool, but done wrong. That's what this is. That's a great comparison because yeah. that stuff's hard. I get that. It's hard to, to, to create satire in a way that's that takes you along and feels good and doesn't feel forced or cheesy or like the accountant up the hall wrote it, but this feels like the accountant up the hall wrote it and yeah. no offense yeah. to accountants, but it's not your strong suit, you know? Oh. No, that's what I mean. There, there's nothing, and there's no overall. There's nothing wowing about that. Like if you're going to do that kind of stuff, you're you're going to want to write comedy in such a way that strikes nerves, that speaks truth to power, because a lot of comedy does that. You know, I think that's why. I think that's what I love Borderlands Two for, and even even seeing the Borderlands Three demo, there is an EULA that you guys, the player character, has to sign up for at one point. Like. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like at least for me they earned it with Borderlands 2 uh, striking some sacred cows there. And oh and I found out the villains of that game are Instagram stars. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, yeah, they're social media superstars and I'm like, "Eh, that's 
That's on pulse. Like I, that, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people out there who would play this game. With, <laughs> I love the idea that a villain is one of these obnoxious Instagram stars and her brother. Um, yeah, yeah, she's a social media. Like uh, she brags about having followers, more followers than you. And oh, stuff like nice. That. All right, I forgot um, that somehow. So, so like when it's on point, when it's prescient, when it's risky, it's good. When it's like. This stuff is all just like not. It's the safest writing ever. Like it's just you know, there's an occasional f bomb in there. It just feels forced, big time. Um, there's two. Uh, when I get into Wellspring, there's these two guys that are dressed the same, but they're dressed in super tight white short shorts and like a mini yellow vest. And I think the implication is that they're both kind of gay. I guess. And they're both bickering at each other about they're wearing the same outfit. They're trying to make each other. T- you take off the outfit. I wore it first and blah, blah, blah. And it just wasn't funny. Like, it, it just wasn't. I, like, I'm like, who? Find-? Someone like, thought I, it was funny. but Like, they, they look ridiculous, but they're dressed like a village person. They're both dressed like village people. I don't know. It just didn't work. I was like, ah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah it's 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 one of those games that is fine it's okay um i would say some of the shooting aspects are not great unless well, but i want to hold judgment till it gets better because i don't know about you guys but i have a hard time making out the enemies yeah they're sort of blended into their surroundings for sure um yeah they don't really look like i can tell what they're doing most of the time i like the force push thing where you can blow their armor off and then follow up with a shotgun blast that feels really good um yeah. there's a few things like that but like Doom's a better shooter. This is fine. This is okay. Um, mm-hmm. A better, a better post-apocalyptic sort of, you know, take on that world has been done by a few other people better, including I think Avalanche with their with Mad Max, and I think that, um, you know, this is this is more Mad Max adjacent where there's a lot of tech I don't think should be in there. Like tonally, I like end of world uh, aesthetics. I don't want throbbing led lights on my sweet robot villain there's a dude on tinder in wellspring you'll get to it he's like swipe right swipe right great great. can't wait to get to that guy Um, uh, this is not waste we don't have tinder in the wasteland you know what we don't have water in the wasteland that area (laughs) i went to one of the edges there's a big ocean yeah blocking the whole thing in and there are plants everywhere yeah that sucks that's not right that's wrong and i know that part of this is the ecopod supposedly came down from these satellites from some timer and they're making new life sprout up. I know there's that's some of that is in there, but again, that's very Mad Max adjacent. Like if are you either need to be end of civilization completely destroyed and now live within those wor- rules or, or, or go completely the other way and make halo. Like why are you even making, why is this even set the way it's set? Why, why half Mad Max, half freaking half quake it feels quake like, or honestly. something yeah i, I, just I mean don't get i it. i think there's a place for it i i don't mind that i just don't think it does anything with it that tells me it's worth my time because yeah like i look at something like horizon zero dawn which was lush full of life and all of that like but it was that idea of like we're now so far from the apocalypse that now life has returned life is is change things are different that made for an interesting world that i liked looking at and thought there was cool things in and it still felt like a wasteland even though it was full of jungles and it was full of trees and it had all this sort of stuff it had its barren deserts too but um it still felt like 
an apocalypse and a post-apocalyptic world. Whereas Rage 2, it's like, I see what you guys are saying, even though I'm more inclined to be like, yeah, put less desert in it. That's fine by me. Mm-hmm. I still am looking at it going, yeah, but why is it like this? It just it just feels like it doesn't know what it wants to be. It's like, hey, high tech holograms. Oh, here's a guy wearing a, a football helmet for a helmet now. And <laughs> that's all they could find. And just right. He's got pots and pans all over him. And it's like, well, wait, what, what do you want? Do you want the high tech or do you want the shambled together stuff? So it, it just doesn't seem to know and it doesn't seem to want to do anything interesting with it either. I completely agree. This is 100 percent my complaint. And I, if that were better, I would be way more forgiving of some of these other issues. Um, because they haven't done that, they they left me wondering why. And especially given the fact that supposedly a lot of this was ideas, content, and stuff torn from what was supposed to be a Mad Max sequel before all those lawsuits happened, happened with George Miller and Warner Brothers and everything got put on hold. So there was no sequel. And they some of that got parlayed forward, and that's fine. But I don't know what... <laughs> Like, there's a few things I can actually recognize from Mad Max, like the way you do certain, you know, clearing out a camp gives you some certain rewards. There's a lot of similar systems being used there, but it's just not the same. So that's what, that's kind of what I wanted to get to here. When the game wasn't trying to, you know, figure out its freaking tone, uh, like when my character yells an F-bomb and then the very next scene goes, oh my gosh, I'm like, all right, which, what are you? Are you either, you're either a swear bag sailor boy or you're not. Like, don't oh my gosh me after you just said the worst possible in-context F-bomb to that lady. Like, who are you, dude? Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to get hung up on that. But what it made me do was go, I'm itchy for my 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 post-apocalyptic desert wasteland, and it's not happening here. What's going on with my brain? So I went back to Mad Max and played four hours of that and cleared out some stuff. Because that game's great. I know people don't. some people don't like it, but I think it's an amazing game. I haven't installed it. I haven't booted it up yet. I love it. It's one of my favorite games. I love it. Do you want to? So you say it's actually uh, based between the two. That's a better game. Well, it's a different game because it's third person. It -hmm. plays more structurally like a, I don't know, open world games like like Assassin's Creed or Arkham Knight. Yeah, because you're like third person and you're. And in fact, Arkham Knight's fighting system, the actual brawling system, is how you fight in the Mad Max game when you're going up against opponents. Those are pretty fun. Yeah, I like all those systems. People's complaint at the time was. To, well, yeah, I heard a lot of things like, oh, it's so stark and desolate. But yeah, that's the, I mean, they nailed so it's that. Aesthetic, it's an aesthetic thing. Yes. Basically. Plenty to do, yeah. though. There's tons to do. And the focus being on the car, like the car is your main thing to upgrade all the time. You can do stuff with Max as well, but his car is really what matters. And um, it plays out more like a like an Assassin's Creed style game than it does, a, well, certainly more than a shooter. Um, there is There are shotguns and stuff like that, but it's not a shooter by any stretch. Maybe that's just more my speed generally anyway, um, as far as like progression-based video games go. I think I prefer yeah. a third-person camera. I prefer a more RPG pace uh, and not just Twitch shooting. So whatever, I, you know, that, 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 that may vary for people depending on whether they like, you know, like I said, if you like Far Cry games, this is kind of a Far Cry game. Maybe not as competent, but it's there. It's there. Um, But I think Mad Max is a better game. And if you're trying to scratch that itch of we are in a horrible place, doing horrible things with what we have, we need to survive, and I want to get cooler and better and better over time, that's a better experience, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But I want to say, I think 
you know, I think Rage 2 has its draw, and I think it's okay. It's okay. It's just yeah, not it's, great at anything. Fine. Yeah. I think if you want a great shooter, pick up Doom. If you want a great story, maybe try one of the Fallout games, also by Bethesda. Yeah. If you want a great, you know, post-apocalyptic car thing, get Mad Max. Yeah. Like, you can do everything that this game does across multiple different games, depending on what you're looking for. If you need all of those in the same spot, it's not awful. But, I mean, I've had a really hard time sticking with it, personally. Yeah. It's going to take... It's going to take a lot for me. Like, if I'm just presented with, you know... I mean, I'm talking about a very specific itch that I have <laughs> and I am very biased toward it and how I feel about it and why I think I want to play in that world. And this one just doesn't, there's something wrong here. I don't know what it is. I know what it is. It's just the tech. It's too much tech. It's, well, it's, I think it's all aesthetic. Aesthetic both in UI elements, yeah. like the noises are bad, the coloring. I think the pink is not. I thought that was just marketing. I didn't realize there was going to be so much in the game. Yeah. I don't think it works. Treat like it's it's aesthetic both in the UI and in the actual creatives, like the art and stuff like that. And in in the in the writing, like the story, the presentation, the way encounters are. But I I, I gave it a second go today and it, it is enjoyable to play. Mm-hmm. It you know I think if I would have gotten this game on on a sale, I would have been like super stoked and yeah. play it, you know, play through it and then be done with it and happy I played it. Twenty nine bucks would be it would be a real sweet spot for this game, probably. Well, that being said, I mean, I did contemplate returning it actually last night, mm. um, but I think overall, uh, I'll be satisfied in the long run. Yeah, I'm curious if going back to the original Rage now that some time's gone by, uh, if that game would be different because I didn't play it very long. And I just got bored and stopped playing it. But I remember being similarly bummed out. But it's my problem was it felt like a tech demo and not a complete game. This feels like yeah. a complete game, but just not, just not well, well, just not, I don't know, not expertly see, see, one executed. Of, one of the things about the games, like games like this too, like if you were to judge Diablo three on the first twenty levels of play, right, versus making it to the end of the game and getting those higher levels, it's a completely different game. And you know, when Diablo first launched, you spent a lot of your time at the lower levels. Um, I feel like that's why I'm reserving judgment a little bit because I've only got you know four or five hours into the game. I've only found a couple of arcs. It could really change. Like I said, the opening was bad. I think the way they introduced ideas and concepts, the UI is bad. But I can see it actually getting better the more you play and unlock uh, all the abilities and stuff. Yeah. As a game, I'm hoping a game like that should, that should be the hallmark of these games, right? If you seem cooler and better as time goes on. Your I mean, my second playthrough of Borderlands two on, there's four levels of new game. Plus they actually copied the, the, the original Diablo three style and had like different levels of mm-hmm. tiers of play. Once you get to those higher levels and you have lots of skill points and stuff, the game actually becomes way more fun than it does on your first playthrough because there you're struggling just to level up and, and get anything nice. Mm-hmm. But once you have kind of like a crazy amount of abilities, it can get really a lot more fun. So I, w- I wonder if that's an element in this game. It could be. Because it does have a pretty rapid DLC plan for the year. The two, two expansions uh, of content are supposed to come out before the end of 2019. 
Jeez, that's, uh, as part of this, um, as well as there's like some monthly drops that are happening. So it actually has a pretty aggressive support plan, like post-launch plan, mm-hmm. including what they've labeled as some kind of a 30-day update after the game. And because it is open world, I think there's some possibility that maybe actual reason to stay and enjoy the game in the long run could be in this game. Mm-hmm. It's not something I think it is known for in its games. Uh, but certainly Bethesda game. I mean, Elder Scrolls has gotten better with time. Maybe there's a kind of a plan with this game. It's just good enough. It's, yeah. hard, it's hard to recommend, though. I agree. And they could improve things. It feels like some of it, though, is just story and content decisions that you can't change. They're not going to patch out hideous dialogue. Um, At least not. No. <laughs> I don't think they Well. Can. Yeah, I guess, yeah, no, I don't think so. DLC could change a lot of that. I mean, I'm old enough to remember that Bioshock 2 was kind of dumpy until you got to the DLC, and it was amazing DLC. I also remember, I mean, Witcher 3 is great throughout, but that Blood and Wine expansion or a DLC is, by some accounting, some of the best written content in the history of ever. So, you know, games can do a lot in their in their end game to, to improve things, but when it's story narrative driven stuff like this, it's a little bit tricky. It's not like balancing abilities. It's, you know, although they could reduce some of the cooldowns on all the cool shit you can do in this game. Some of this stuff's like 45 seconds long. It's ridiculous. Well, there are perks and that's another complaint is that in the menu system, there's hidden like perks and unlocks. I don't know if you've missed any of them, but I know you can reduce the cooldown of dash to like two seconds, which is pretty great. And I've got an ability where I can double jump. Do you guys get the double jump yet? No, I don't think no. so. Maybe? So Maybe. I can. You can double jump, but then when you unlock it, you can also unlock perks for it. So I can float in the air for three seconds and not move just anywhere in the air. And if I get kills, I can stay in the air. And it, like getting the double jump really changes the game. That's what I mean. It's like when you just like do like noob jump, it's it's like, okay, whatever. But when you get the extra mobility from the double jump and you're kind of flying around, it changes how fun the game is. And that's, that's the only thing where I'm like, this game may get better if the abilities really become like, a really changes my pace and flow of combat. And if some of the encounters get tougher and longer and you know more involved than they have been, but the initial impression is really bad uh, coming into the game. So mm. uh, I'm going to keep playing it and I'll let you know if you guys aren't going to stick with it. <laughs> Because I'm enjoying it just enough that I'm going to keep going. I'm going to hang with it. I just, if I get in a bad place, I just, you know, I got Mad Max to carry me through. Because <laughs> I still, I mean, that game's so big, I still haven't completely 100%ed it. And I just, just love it. One of these days you're going to play it, Bo, and you're going to like it. You're going to like it a lot. I should do that soon. I should do that soon. All right. Because I really love Mad Max. I do too. Um, and I think that game did a, a remarkable job of capturing what I love about it. Despite the fact that I think it and got the writing and voice acting like oh the writing's well, way better the voice acting's way better it's less it's insane well it's, it's just different that it's, different writers different artists different whatever Matt, Matt, Mad Max is with Warner Brothers and not with Bethesda you think maybe that relationship was just different maybe I mean I know that the IP when it's an IP thing people get really controlly about it yeah so, that's what I mean they're not making their own game they're they're making right. Rage and it's like well in the first Rage we had these things. So it's pillars of the franchise we have to have in this game, and Avalanche is like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, I don't know. Also, that wing stick isn't that fun at first. I just wanted to throw that out. It gets better as time goes on as you upgrade it. 
Because basically every oh, weapon... I haven't upgraded mine. Every weapon yeah. has an upgrade path, and it does some pretty neat stuff later down the road, blowing dudes apart and all kinds of crazy stuff, but the early goings of that thing is just kind of dumb. I was disappointed to find out that you only have... You have, like, their limited resource. Mm-hmm. I thought you just have a win stick, and it would just keep coming back to so you. So did I. Like I, thought, a, I thought it was, like, your base weapon that you would always like just have. Like an Overwatch ability. Yeah. Like, I just have the wing, wing, wing stick. Like, yeah. just let me use it. <laughs> yeah, like your fists or a base pistol or something that has unlimited ammo is just, like, going to be a thing, but... You can only hold so many. You can upgrade how many that is later on. but And they do come back to you. I think it's just that later when you upgrade them, they'll explode if you want them to or other things. And so you do lose them and have to have an inventory. Yeah, yeah I, I always hate burning grenades and those things. You know, yeah. I'm just like, I only have so few. Better save it. Yeah. I prefer grenades like, that are like Destiny does it with their cooldowns. I like that. I wish that was more yeah, of a thing. Same, same. Cooldown grenades are cool. Anyway. That was a that was a nice deep look, I think, at a game that is a big deal right now. I've been looking forward to playing it for a long time, so I'm glad we had this talk. Same here. We now know the complete list of games, or not the complete, I should say, games that have been confirmed that are kind of a big deal, or at least should have our attention for E3 2019, which isn't that far away. We're like, what, two and a half, three weeks away from E3 or something? Holy crap, is that true? Hold on. Oh, yeah, man, you're going to have a lot of long streams ahead of you real soon. We're real soon on yeah. it, actually. Remember those streams? Are, that's that's fun stuff. Uh, Ubisoft. Here, here are the games that will be shown on floor and talked about. Anthem's on this list for some reason. Pass. Uh, Apex Legends is on this list. Battlefield Five. These are all games that are out, so I don't know why they're making a big deal about it. But anyway, after that, you go to... This is all alphabetical. Well, sorry. Oh, Apex go ahead. Legends makes sense. They're kind of dying on the vine right now, at least in terms of Twitch viewership. Right, but E3 is rarely... Uh, E3 is rarely like a place to talk about something that's already out there. So, unless you're doing it on stage or something. I don't know. Maybe they're doing a big enough update. I'm, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds did E uh, E3 thing when they introduced vaulting and oh, crazy right. concepts like that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. That's <laughs> the way you said that. <laughs> Remember that where you could vault through a window and they acted like that was the greatest technical achievement anyone's ever overcome? I yeah. mean, we were playing the game at the time and we went, you can vault through a window? <laughs> Hot damn, this changes everything. Those were heady days. So much has changed since then. Anyway, Apex Legends, uh, Battlefield Five, and then something called Battle Wake. I don't remember what that is. I mean, you would have memory of that being talked about. I don't know what that is. I have never heard of this. Bee Simulator. <laughs> Finally. That's a, Scott, that's a Scott game. Yeah. Uh, that's what I want to watch you. What is that <laughs> other game you played as a bee? Isn't there a bee game you played before? Oh, did I? As a bee? I oh. am a bee or I'm a bug. Wasn't there one where you, you had to avoid getting stuck in like peanut butter and toast oh, and stuff? Oh, yeah, no. You were the piece of bread. I am bread or whatever. I am oh, bread. bread. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. thing sucked. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> People enjoy watching you play that. That though. was a frustration generator. I hated it. Oh, anyway. Battle Wake looks like a pirate ship game. Oh, okay, cool. I'm oh, that. is that the Ubisoft deal? No, that got delayed today. That's coming out now. That was supposed to be out this year. It's coming out in 2020 now. They're uh, reevaluating the scope, whatever that means. But that's Skull and Bones, and I want that one pretty bad. Yeah. So. I just I hope when they say reevaluating the scope, they mean that I'm not just going to be on the boat all the time. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. 
I want to occasionally get off the boat. Part yeah. of the fun of having the boat is to get off the boat so that I can later get on the boat again and set sail. Right. Otherwise, just make Waterworld the game, and then yeah. then we're good. Uh, let's see. Borderlands 3, we know, is coming in a major way. Although, man, all the stuff swirling around Pitchford right now is just out of control. <laughs> He's going to get up on stage and burn E3 to the ground. Just explode on yeah. stage. <laughs> I just kind of think of him as like gaming's Job now. He kind of is. <laughs> That's actually president. He just does crazy stuff, and everyone's got to clean up after him. He assaults a guy at, at one of the GDC. Like yeah. he just... He's got porn on a USB drive. He left at a restaurant. He's got. But it wasn't really his. It belonged to Saddam Hussein or something. <laughs> 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 or some weird plot yeah. that we don't know about. It's a bunch that's of from Arrested st- Development, basically. A bunch of weird stuff. We'll see what they do. Uh, and then Cyberpunk 2077, probably yes! the thing I want the most. I can't wait for that. Yep. Uh, yep. 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 Please. From uh, Please. CD Projekt Red. Very excited about that. Doom Eternal. Also excited. Yes! Yep. You want your shooting? I'll bet you we got some shooting with that one. But it's uh, real good. It already looks good. They play, demoed like 45 minutes of gameplay. Like it's sold. It looks tight. Um, very excited about that. Dying Light 2. Tight. I like Dying Light oh, 1, so I'm into it. Yes, this game looks crazy different, but amazing. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into where they're taking it. Uh, actually, that's definitely a, kind of a dark horse for me in the, uh, for E3, because that may end up impressing me a lot. Uh, FIFA 20, who gives a shit? Farmer's Dynasty. You know <laughs> yeah, what? I shouldn't say that. Mo- it makes the most money out of any games on this list. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. There are people who loved I like FIFA. It's fun to play. I play it with my... Yeah. Son of I, I, this, this game probably makes more money than all the other games combined. Just about it's soccer. Guaranteed, it makes more than any of these on their own, except maybe sure. Apex Legends. I don't know how how that's doing, but anyway, uh, Farmers Dynasty sounds like my kind of game. Mm. Yes, that's a Scott game. It's a farming dating simulator. Finally, <laughs> it's like farmers only. No, no, game. it's like Dynasty Warriors, but it's farming. You lead oh, a crew of farmers out to the field and. Just with Man, you know what shows. I would play a game of from that uh, Love, Death, and Robots? I don't know if those were the right things, but where the, all the farmers had mechs. Yeah. I would play a game of that, even though it was basically StarCraft. It's wow. st- That thing was a StarCraft. Basically, StarCraft homage. Freaking Tychus played the main character's voice and everything. Like, that thing yeah. was... Uh, I, I would... I want two things out of that. I would play a game based on it. Third-person mech game. Or, or, and let's just make it its own like multi-episode series on Netflix, Netflix, like not just some short you throw into your short pile, a full blown deal is what I want. Man, a lot of those shorts, I would revisit that word, that world. I would, I would too. I loved all that stuff. They were so good. Maybe that was an elaborate demo to see what they would invest money in based on feedback. Could be. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they suddenly announced, hey. These three things are all coming, getting their own series or something. I mean, I would just be, I'd be over the there world were, excited. There were very few of those I didn't like. There I don't were a think... few that I went and I went, yeah, what was this one? The one where they fight Dracula was funny, but it was a little weird. I loved that one stylistically, <laughs> like style wise. It was really yeah. cool, but it was also pointless, but <laughs> yes. really cool. So, Yes, there are there are some pieces in there that you're like, what the frick were you doing? But I don't think I disliked any of them. I think I just may have been like, that's your story. 
run down the hall and everyone dies. Like it was an odd, it was an odd thing. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. And he's afraid of cats, but then he's not. Yeah. It was weird. I don't know. And then they blow him up with a bomb that says F you on it. And that was pretty good. It was pretty good. Kill. And it had a cool style to it. It was really it did. neat looking. It had like a, like almost a Johnny quest callback element to it. Mm-hmm. Cause they had that little science kid at the beginning that gets cut in half <laughs> <Yeah>. completely. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's like Johnny Quest. And then he gets cut in half. And I was like, oh, the science ended, kid. I love it. It ended bad for science. I hadn't kid. thought of him as science kid. But now that you say it, that's totally what he was. Um, let's see. We got your uh, Final Fantasy seven remake, which I went it from zero interest to high interest after that gameplay trailer. Yeah, it looks good. It looks actually like, looks like I'm going to be playing Final Fantasy VII again. Right. It looks like a game I would actually want to play, whereas Seven I didn't enjoy very much. I don't like random battles. I thought PS1 at the time, this is like 98 or something, I thought it looked real bad. Like, I was never a fan. Just couldn't do it for me. And I know there are people who... I played so, thousands I, of hours of Final Fantasy VII, dude. That and I know it has its, it's a classic for everybody, and I should feel differently, but... This is more what I want. And it's not a classic for everybody. John? It's not a classic for everybody, but for those, I mean, the story between Aerith Cloud and Sephiroth, it's just timeless. Uh I get real tribal and hipster about Final Fantasy, is what I've learned. Because oh. every time people get excited about Final Fantasy Seven, I'm self-aware of how ridiculous I've become. But I immediately go, it's Final Fantasy VII. I turn into like a five-year-old about it because it's not the one I like. Yeah, I like eight and I like nine. Mm-hmm. And those oh, are the ones that I think are man. far <laughs> like better. Eight? And then a bunch of people are always like, oh, but it's seven. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, seven was a prelude to much they better they games made that a came good, after. They haven't made a good Final Fantasy since seven. Ooh, dude, Damn. That's some you're throwing no. down a gauntlet. Final there. Fantasy VII was like the death knell. Like, oh. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII was the last one I played through, and I really I played through thirteen. Um, and at the end, I was like, oh, I just can't do this game. It's it's just what's the one with the mostly it, naked dancey ladies? They're like half naked all the time, dancing all the time, and then making like peace signs of the camera. Which one was that one? Wait, ten maybe ten, probably ten and ten two or whatever it was called. Oh, ten two. Ten yeah, two. that's where. I didn't play that one. I don't like 10. <laughs> I'm going to just let me alienate myself from no, most of the world. Crap-o. I don't like 7. I don't like 10. I don't like 11. I think 12 is the most obnoxious game ever, but there's some cool things hidden in the lore in that. But oh my gosh, it's bad. Uh, How about 15 or whatever we're at? Wait, now? no, I'm thinking of 13. 12 was like a ripoff of star Wars in a really weird way. I think. Okay. <laughs> There's one in there. I can't, I might be mixing them up is now, it, but is it with 13 with lightning? Uh, no, this was the one before that. It was like the last one for PS2. So I think, yeah, I think that's 12. Wait, is lightning a character? Cause this shows how dumb I am. That a character? Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, so Final a Fantasy character. 13. There's final fantasy 13, final fantasy 13 part two, and then part three and lightning is the main you know character in all of them. Okay. Without name. And she's sure character design is cool and stuff, but it's just like not it just didn't grab me. It was not did she I was the same I was the same way with 13 as well. I thought there was a cool element in that story because I think 
it's been a long time since I played and we already have people mad at me for my takes on Final Fantasy. But uh, I think the element was like the gods charged you with a task. And if you didn't do it, you turned to stone. And I was like, that's pretty freaking cool. Mm. That's a nifty concept. Mm. And I was like, I like that. And then all the characters in it were just really obnoxiously bad. Mm. Well, I'm just not that big of a Final Fantasy guy. However, the 7 remake does interest me. It looks neat. I worry it will be so different from what original fans like that they're going to it's going to alienate them, but it might get me to play it. So, I don't know. I you know, I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty good because they've also chosen they did an anime, an anime, but like an animated film, a CGI film. Oh yeah, what was that called? A- Advent and Children? Yes, I love that. It's it's amazing. It's the animation really cool. was so good. The remixes of all the classic songs in there was incredible. Yeah. And this kind of looks like it's following that aesthetic, so I'm I'm pretty happy with it. I think it just hit me at the right age. Sephiroth Sephiroth <laughs> <laughs> the final boss music in that is like the best music in all of Final Fantasy. Set Fifroth. So good. Well, I- here's <laughs> what makes me feel better though. Yeah. Is I just I, I tore open my soul before you all and I said, look, I understand my feelings on Final Fantasy or me as a five-year-old acting like a child. And then I gave my thoughts and the chat room exploded. And it's good to know I'm not the only one that turns into a five-year-old as soon as you express your opinions on Final Fantasy. I've got such fond memories, guys, though, of casting uh, Knights of the Round and then mimicking Knights of the Round and then mimicking that and casting Knights of the Round, which had an animation that lasted like 40 minutes (laughs) and then doing it like 40 times and just all the Knights of the Round table smashed. Like they better do these summons in that like amazing way that this game did. And see, that's the thing. Did you, I'm guessing that was one of the first ones that you played for me. I think the reason why seven doesn't land. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean like of the PlayStation (laughs) ones, Um, like I got my PlayStation with final fantasy eight. So it probably is not surprising that that's the one I glommed on to. And that when I went back to play seven and was like, well, what's this about? I was like, this game. Yeah. And Renoa's a bay. I mean, you know. Who? Renoa. Renoa. Uh, is she the one that loses the, the candle? The lady. Oh, okay. Which, what about Who? the one that's got the hair that goes right in front? Like that dumb looking freaking little little mountain hair that I hate. You're talking about Aerith from Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah, I don't like her. I don't like her. <laughs> don't worry, she's not well, around for improved, long. They've improved it in the remake. She's in the remake trailer, and you don't seem to have minded it. No, so. she looks fine now. It just the, yeah. the, the character design back then was not my bag of shit. I mean, yeah, I got to admit it was a pretty rough, but there's so much soul in that game. All right, well that's coming. Uh, you also can get your hands on Fortnite Summer Block Party, uh, Halo Infinite, John Wick Hex, turn-based John Wick game. It's interesting. Looks kind of cool, although I still feel like the animation something's weird. I can't put my well, it's finger like on an, it. It's like the, an the indie game, has game but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just, I'm not buying that on the strength of how it looks. <laughs> it, well, I mean, me either, but I, I don't know. It needs to be a little tighter on that department. We'll see how they improve it. It's it's early days. That movie comes out this week. I'm very excited. Um, let's see, Monster World, uh, or sorry, Monster Hunter World Iceborne. I should mention. Well, I'll tell you later. I played some Monster Hunter World this last week so i'll tell you why here coming up uh oh that's great yeah it's pretty great overpass paranoia happiness is mandatory scavengers star wars jedi fallen order which we uh get a lot more of hopefully so we know what that thing's about 
uh, Tavern Keeper, The Fisherman, Fishing Planet, The Legends of Heroes, <laughs> <laughs> Trails of Cold Steel 3, The Riftbreaker, The Sinking City, The Walking Dead Onslaught, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Ooh, very excited. This was a big surprise announcement this last week. Can't believe we haven't mentioned it yet. Uh, Ubisoft just dropped this bomb. Really? Oh, my gosh. So Ghost Recon Wildlands, still out there, still popular, still good. Great game. Love it. That's my favorite open-world shooter right now that I would probably play over Rage 2, sadly. Anyway, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is like a direct sequel to that in a lot of ways and is coming out this October, and I am jazzed about it. Hmm. J.K. Grammer in the chat will now regale us with nothing but nonstop chatter about this, but it looks great. (laughs) We'll hear more about that then. Trine 4, The Nightmare Prince. Uh, So the fourth Trine movie, WRC 8. And uh, Werewolf, the Apocalypse, Earthblood. Hey, we did it. We came up with a title, everybody. Let's go home. Yep. Werewolf, colon, the Apocalypse, dash, Earthblood. So there you go. Anyway, uh, that all looks fine. Quick note. Wait, what? The Legend of Heroes. Yeah, that sounds like a mobile game from China. You realize that that sounds like League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm pasted together. What? Maybe they're working together now. The Legend of Heroes: Trials of Cold Steel Three. Oh, this oh, is a uh, okay. This Let's, is like an anime game. Great, looking forward it's, to it. Yeah, pass. Pa- hard pass. Uh, I tried the Steam Link on iOS today. It happened today, by the way. It came out. So Android and iOS users, you both got your Steam Link software. That means you can stream uh, <clears throat> with the appropriate hardware, I suppose, in terms of like network speed and all that. You can stream to your mobile devices from Steam directly and play your Steam games with a controller or with on-screen controls, I would recommend the controller. Um, And it seems pretty neat so far. Just before the show, we got it all running. It took me seconds to do. I ran Mad Max, ran around the world for a minute. It looked great. It was very responsive. I'm very excited to play with that a little bit more and never leave my bed again. That's going to be great. You and Grandpa Joe. Yep. Just gonna live. Just gonna hang out in bed until a good <laughs> opportunity comes along. That's right. Who's Grandpa Joe? He's uh, the, the the chocolate factory guy, right? Yeah, he yeah. is. The one that goes I'm with. Glad you got that. That would have been weird if nobody had got. Oh that. no, I totally. Yeah, I, I used to. That that movie used to be in my veins as a kid. So I can't forget Uncle Joe. You know what I watched electively the other day, just to remind myself of how bad and out of place that scene was. Mm. The entire song of Cheer Up, Charlie from that movie. <laughs> that is a real handbrake on that movie. Yeah. But I had to look it up because I was like, I don't remember. I was like, there's something so odd about that movie. There's a part where she's like making soup out of clothes. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to look it up. So I went back and watched that scene. And it's because she's doing laundry, but she's doing it in a barrel and she's just got a big wooden fork that she's poking the barrel with. Yeah. And as as a kid, when I saw that movie, I thought she was making soup out of clothes. <laughs> yeah, clothing and soup. It, sure. It really blew my That's mind. How, I was like, they are super poor. Yeah. They, That's how poor they need food. But it's not without precedent. Isn't there a cartoon where they put boot and soup to flavor it? Yeah. Like old the um, Bugs Bunny stuff and stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I've seen that before. Yeah. Or, or like there'll be a, like a... You know, they'll have hobos in the cartoon and the hobos are putting a boot in a in a in a you know cauldron and everyone's drinking boot stew or boot coffee. Yeah. Absolutely that's a thing. 
So, John, I don't think you were too far off the off the reservation there, which is a racist thing to say. I, I understand. Someone told me the other day. They said you can't say off the reservation anymore. I said why, and they said it's a it's insensitive to Native Americans. And I, so and you're I, too far off the um, esports be, arena. Beaten path. Uh, or yeah, the esports arena. There you go. That's not racist at all. Just insensitive to esports fans. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, so that's a thing. And it's cool. Uh, I'm going to play with it more. I'll let everybody know what Steam Link does next time we convene. Uh, games we've been playing. We've talked about Rage 2. I also dabbled in Monster Hunter World. And... Um, is it good? Should we be playing it? Someone sent me a code, and I got decently far. It's very Capcom. Um, this looks really good on PC. I can't speak to the console versions, but I'm running it. You know, 60 frames, 4K, high texture pack thing, all that. Looks very nice. The game's only like a year old or something. Um, I was never. I never got tempted by any of the Monster Hunter games. None of the Portal games. You know, I know these are hugely popular, especially in Japan and other parts of Asia, and then over here they've got their fans, of course, but just never was my thing, so I never really bothered with it. This is a much more accessible version of all that, it seems. Um, it's fun to be in that world, and mm-hmm. so far I like it. Um, I'm not doing anything horribly challenging because I'm not that far in, but apparently later on things get very Souls-like, you know, sort of... Uh, hard and very methodical boss fighty kind of things hit him right the first time make sure you parry Uh oh you missed you're dead sort of stuff yeah um but i've not gotten that deep in to see much of that there's way more story than i thought and it's anime as shit but it doesn't look anime you do get to choose a silent protagonist and this is one of my favorite things in the game I picked this guy he had long hair and a big scar over his eye. It was a pre-build, but you can also make your own characters or whatever. And I thought he would have a voice because there was an option to choose what kind of voice. And you sample it and it goes, eh, oh, eh, oh, you know, that kind of like different voices in RPGs. Uh-huh. This isn't an RPG, but anyway, uh, chose the one I liked. And I thought that meant he would talk. He would have dialogue. Instead, everyone else talks but you. So he's very Dr. Morgan uh, Freeman. No. Dr. Gordon Freeman. Freeman. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know when the last time was I saw myself. But uh, anyway, he he doesn't say anything to anyone. And so it's a lot of really awkward moments because they still show me reacting to the dialogue in these little cuts where the lady will go, Oh, you're the new recruit, huh? I can't wait to go out and hunt hunt some monsters with you. And the camera will go to me and I'll just go, (laughs) <laughs> it is really weird dude really weird but in a good way it's very it's very um it's cheesy is it a cheesy player to... game or is it an on- online multiplayer game uh that's a great question can i co-op in there i don't know i assume it's yeah a... yeah it's designed for it's designed for multiple people okay. like the the end game of monster hunter is typically get all your friends together because you have to work in tandem to take down the bigger beasts yeah, and get your so, loot, your fat loot, and everything. Yeah. Um, I it may be something I fall off on. I just uh, someone sent me a code, and I went, oh, all right, let's give this a shot." And I found myself kind of drawn in. The world's kind of cool. It's got just the kind of goofy I want. I want weird. And Capcom's great at the right kind of goofy. Like they're, you know, famous for it for the old Resident Evil games, obviously. But when they try to take themselves really seriously, I find it hilarious. So it's working for me. Um, I need to talk to people 
who really know what they're doing in that game to find out if it's for me in the long run because I'm not really a Souls game guy, not really into the whole bang my head against the wall kind of stuff. We've talked about it on the show before, uh, hmm. but but we'll see. Uh, John, besides Rage 2, Hi. what have you been playing? So I finally did my uh, deeper dive into Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, got past just running around doing fetch quests for people and got into some actual combat and getting new gear and you know leveling up in that game a bit and i'm really liking it it's it's interesting because it strikes me as it's like playing an mmo that started almost at the same place as like wow when you think of the basis of a of a mmo mm-hmm. and then it's like a game that just zigs every time wow zags it just goes in a weird different direction they put priorities on different things they think other things have way more importance than stuff that WoW thinks is unimportant and vice versa. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's funny, the character creator actually does the same thing where you pick a like, pick your voice, but your character doesn't talk. Mm. So it's the same deal of you click to get the lines. And even though it's the same voice, sometimes it just doesn't match up there because you click for the first line and the character will go, all right. And then you click it again and they go, oh, that's fun. And you're like, this isn't the same voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. What is this? But yeah. it's great. Uh, I like that dumb stuff. Just the dumb reactions are are fun to click and just <laughs> listen to a character go. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> And I don't know when that's going to come up, when my character is going to have to do that reaction, but I can't wait for it. I just can't wait until someone's like, we've decided you're promoted. And they go, ha ha, yeah, woo! There's a bit of that. There's a bit of that in ESO when you've done a big quest line and you finish it. And I go running back through a camp that I came through before and none of them reacted when I came through, but leaving all the characters, the lizard men, the orcs, it doesn't matter. They're all standing up now going, like that making that sound like that so it sounds similar which i like yeah yeah i love that sort of stuff and it's i don't know it's just different and it's funny to play a game where just the emphasis is in different places like i'm looking at it from the perspective of somebody who's played a lot of american mmos and so i've unlocked about four different special ability attacks as a lancer and two of them synergize when you press one it enhances the power of two you know so it makes sense you open with this then you hit with this but the other abilities don't really do much different it's just like another attack and so the wow player in me is like you've got four buttons that more or less do the same thing like they are a little different ones like more powerful if you're flanking okay but it doesn't do the setup for the wombo like the other one Mm. they all have the same cooldown so it's not like it's faster so i'm just sitting there staring at my toolbar going the hell world is this why do i have four abilities that do basically the same thing i don't know what to do yeah but uh it's it's good it's good enough i bought the new expansion i'm gonna just keep going with that game um it is a fun diversion uh i'm 
I get kind of weird about these sorts of games. Like, I don't mind if people give me tips or, or give me advice and stuff like that, but I don't go seek it out early on. I like to kind of discover it and learn it on my own. Mm-hmm. And so in that discovery phase, it's just been really fun, like learning, oh, I can do this and I can do this. Um, the only thing that was really weird is I got to a cutscene that uh, was angled in such a way that I'm sure if I was a guy character would have been fine. But as a girl character, it was basically a shot straight up her skirt. And I was like, well, I suddenly am very aware of the Japanese-ness of this video game. Oh, <laughs> yeah, cinematic? Yeah, yeah, just like, uh, hey, congratulations, you killed a plant. Now you're standing up and just a low-angle shot straight between their legs as they're standing up. And I was like, okay, cinematic work could be maybe a different angle. I don't know, but... All right, here we go. I mean, how anime is like story elements and stuff like that? Is it super silly and ridiculous or are they? Uh, No, it's definitely. It's definitely an anime take on a fantasy world. So you've got a lot of people doing British accents for the voice work, which Mm -hmm. is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are still the elements of like. Here's the tiny little race and he's got funny little goggles and he puts them on and he's like, oh, we got to go do this. And then she just (laughs) looks at him and she's like, little guy. And he's like, I know, you know, some of that stuff is still in there and it's goofy, but it's fun. I enjoyed it. You just described anime perfectly. Like in one sentence, you did the whole thing. That's amazing. That's the entirety of anime in my mind. What you just did. Incredible. Holy crap. All right. Anyway. Uh, so worth uh, worth investing your time in, it sounds like, is a, a little bit of a diversion from WoW while, while you're sort of needing a break or need to do something else. Yeah, yeah, it's right. been good. Oh, there's way. the little guy with the one with the uh, monocle. Little monocle guy. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at him on this video here. Yeah, this looks... Uh, oh, there you are running around town. This isn't John, but I'm watching video of somebody do it. <laughs> John's in the video. Yeah, and yep, apparently this is... Uh, I'm watching somebody on the console version... Uh, are they, do you know if those are merged in terms of uh, player bases or are they separate the way ESO is separate? I would guess separate, but I, I guess I don't know. Mm. And I like that this guy was sprinting. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Wow. All um, right. <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah. I guess I'll discover that at some point. It's a um, new, new... Chat room is saying merged, so it's a little bit of both. Oh, it is merged. Okay. At least I don't think ESO is merged, but I could be wrong. All right. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. Uh, your MK11. Any other feelings there? No, it's about the same. It's it's a complicated relationship. I think it's a good game. I'm still having fun with it. I wish that the single player content was encouraging me to get good at the actual game instead of trying to find ways around cheap tricks. But that's just my own personal take. Yeah. Uh, but I'm having fun unlocking stuff and customizing my characters and all of that. That's still a good time. Bo still still digging Overwatch and Arena. It looks like how's that going? Yeah, I played a bunch of Overwatch last week. The game's really fun. Yeah, I really, really like it. I don't know why <laughs> I didn't ever come up with a time to get with you during the week and play. We need to be playing that. Why aren't we playing? Yes, that? Uh, I don't know, but we could play it. That's tonight, dumb because I enjoy night. I enjoy Overwatch a lot. Wait, tomorrow night's Thursday. Uh, I might be busy tomorrow. Oh, you have some Friday. Night? I meant Friday night. No. Oh, well, that may I work too. Thursday. So, yeah. although maybe after, who knows? All right. Well, we'll talk. Uh, and then Arena still good. Still scratching your collectible card itch. I'm logging in to do my my quests. 
I get my gold so I can buy free packs. I'll just play a little bit now. It's my filler game, my 30 minutes kind of, you know, play my goblins deck game. So I still like playing it. Right. It's Arena's good in a way that um, Hearthstone isn't for me, I mm. think, because I could totally do that with Hearthstone. And I'm kind of interested in that. I guess there's a new version of whatever their solo player content is that they're actually charging money for, uh, for this latest expansion, the League of Evil coming out next week. Oh, I'm curious about it. If it's really like the dream for all of us, I think is, um, they do slay the spire. Yeah, they, they do. All they do that. I am all in on that. Like crazy. So there was some talk that this year the solo content might be more elaborate or different in some way that doubles down on it or takes it further. And the fact that they're now, they haven't done this for a while, charging money for solo content mm-hmm. makes me intensely curious, but I, I know they demoed some stuff, but I think I'm going to wait to see if, when it's released and see what people say and what it looks like. Yeah. Cause if yeah. it's worth playing, I'm totally back into Hearthstone to play some good single player content. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I loved Kobolds and Catacombs. I, that is the highlight of Hearthstone for me. I've never had more fun than I did with that mode. Yeah. Until yeah. they quit so, giving you, uh, until you realize they gave you nothing for playing it. Like there is yeah. no pro- progression. Like if that thing just had simple progression, it would have been the greatest single player card mode of all time. And it sounds like this is way more progression focused. It will cost money, which I'm happy to invest in if it's good. And yeah, like if they give me Slay the Spire Hearthstone edition, I'll play that all day and night. It's going to get real bad real quick. And that's natively on my phone. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, there's that. One final thing that we'll do right now. Just a quick Game of Thrones spoiler three uh, free thought or two, maybe a sort of a review from each of us about how things are going for this final season. I realize this is, you know, off the beaten path. It's not about video games, but uh, it's kind of hard to avoid. It's a huge part of uh, the nerd culture, and uh, we're not going to spoil anything. Zero it, uh, wish to do that. I will just say this. If I had to give it a grade, um because there are some seasons I would give an A plus to. I'd give this one a B plus, and it's mostly based on the speed uh, or the pacing at which the uh, series is now using in a very shortened season. We only get six episodes here. We only had six and seven. And I would say season seven had the same problem as eight. Like, this has been a problem for the whole final two uh, stretches. The speed, it was almost like, it's like a podcast player where they suddenly jump a three times speed. It was just like kind of overwhelming. Like, whoa, how are we getting? They got teleporters or something? Like, how'd you get across the world it's that a, fast? And it's, it's fast travel. Once you've already been there, you can go back super quick. I guess so. Um, but it it's jarring in that way for me. But I really like everything else about where it's going and where it's where it's headed. And I'm happy to see wherever they take it on the finale. I don't have any problem with any of the story points. I just think we got there so fast in the final two seasons that it's it would have it would have benefited from the slow burn the series was known for in its early seasons, and the books are certainly known for that. Um, you had a lot of lead up to big character moments, and these are those same kinds of character moments with way less lead up, and so it can be a little jarring. I have a feeling all of this will be better in binge mode um, and outside of the hype bubble. Like watching seasons seven through eight as a single twelve episode arc is probably 
guessing here, but probably a much more satisfying experience than the current pace that they're throwing at us and that we have to wait for each week or whatever. So that's where I'm at. I, I'd give it a, I'd still give it a, I'm having a, I mean, I'm having a blast. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. I, I don't have much to say bad about it as in its entirety, but if there's anything to complain about, it's just how fast it is. Go ahead, John. Oh no, Bo can go. Let, let's let's get oh, Bo. I was, was going to say, I did that very thing, Scott. I mean, I've been watching, I started marathoning from episode one mm-hmm. and basically right through seamlessly into this eighth season mm-hmm. and i gotta say when you watch it that way you're like man i've watched a lot of this show i'm i'm good with things going fast <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. you know, not that i wouldn't watch another eight seasons of it but uh it's i don't know i'm completely fine i've been glued to the screen every episode of season eight mm-hmm. i've watched each episode immediately after watching it the first time so i just gotta give it like an a plus yeah like it's still you, great like you can you can look at it and say, yeah, there's stuff that's definitely different, but that doesn't make it bad in any way. Like, it's maybe about expectations, but I think people are unrealistic. Like, there's a you know there's that petition going around to reshoot season. Now there's one of them for going around for these things. Yeah, f it. that. By the way, a and, big fight, double bird for me. You don't get to tell people how to make a thing. You either liked it or didn't. Go away. You don't get to go rewrite it with your dumb no, petition. Right. Like if you don't like, uh, I don't know, um, uh, a painting. You go to an art museum and you look at a painting. You don't say like, well, they really did a bad job of this painting because when I saw it, I didn't like it. It's like either you liked it or you didn't like, or, or you got something out of it or you didn't like there's, And I think there's this sort of expectation with a commercial product that everyone there is designed to please as many people as possible and that they fail when they don't. Mm-hmm. And it's really got nothing to do with anything. And I think people just think they know things that they don't know. And, but we have the internet now and they can form a mob just like they can for many other things. And they're doing so. I saw a clipping today uh, from 1982 in a newspaper. I retweeted it um, where some people in 1982 had done research. They had found out that Spock was going to die in Wrath of Khan and they were protesting it with a petition. (laughs) And they had done research to show that they shouldn't kill off Spock in this movie. And it was really bad. And there was an ad. It's an ad in the newspaper. And I'm like, it just goes to show you this kind of stupidity. It's not new because you have read it, uh, everyone listening out there. It's been around since, like, before the internet. It's just louder now. Yeah. But it's no less moronic. Like, <laughs> either don't like it or you just enjoy it for what it is because they've already given you six great seasons and you know the show's coming to a close. So just shut up and enjoy it. And stop <laughs> or if you like, don't enjoy it, fine, go watch something else. But, like... Well, I mean, yeah, have a discourse about your criticisms and why you don't like it, but mostly just shut up. Like it's, it's actually bad because I'm watching it, and clearly a lot of work and effort went into this show. There's way more good than there is bad, so there's really not much point in forming some big critical analysis and why it's bad. Because guess what? A lot of people put a lot of hard work on it, and it was it, it is successful and still way better than the finale of literally every other show. Name a show that's had a good finale. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad no. had a great finale. Season four was a high point. Season five was rushed. Uh, he was a kingpin I, in the last I, season, arguably the most interesting part of his Godfather rise, and yet the most the best part is when he's dealing with Gus. 
and the, those pollos from no from i love that last season that last season was great <laughs> i liked it too but it was, see this is the point nobody's good, gonna no, nobody's gonna agree you're just, but your but your point you're actually making i think bo that proves your point you can't name the last time a, a finale was a perfect but also one that everybody was in unison on. Nobody has ever. There's always difference of opinion. No, no. But I would say no show. Uh, shows are incredibly ambitious, and no show has ended perfect. I don't. I don't agree that Breaking Bad ended perfectly, and I don't. I haven't. I don't have a, a single example to give anyone. So you're also comparing it to nothing. <laughs> yeah. So here's my controversial take on uh, on it. Because I know I'm in the minority, it seems, or at least I'm with the people that are keeping their thoughts to themselves and not the ones that are screaming on the Internet um, or trying desperately to find evidence to support some wacky theory. Here's my wacky theory. Um, Back in the day, we all had a real fun time, which was a lot of us either didn't care about spoilers or we read the books and we knew about certain events before they happened. And boy, did we have a jolly time. We recorded our loved ones and posted them on YouTube when they saw events like the Red Wedding, making fun of them. Ah, look at my family when they freaked out about the Red Wedding. They didn't even know this was coming. Look at it. Look at Look at how shocked and upset they were. <laughs> and now suddenly we're all in that boat and something shocking happens. And now it's not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, well, now it's just, I don't know. It's out of character. And then when people go on to point out exactly why it's in character then it turns into well it's bad writing it was poorly written anyway and okay i guess everybody suddenly became george rr R. martin the moment that uh, it, there wasn't a book to compare it to but i guarantee you if the book that contained the red wedding hadn't been out at the time that the show did that there would have been people online typing up a storm the show is ruining his vision for the future there are so many threads that are unanswered that they just ended at this stupid wedding and all this stuff that didn't pay off. Oh my gosh, why would they set up a main character and then kill him off? I'm so upset. Mm-hmm. It's the theme of the show. It's been universal. Like it or hate it. And I feel like we're all in that boat now and we're all sitting there and now we're all in uncharted waters. And if you hated it, fine. And if you liked it, fine. But anybody who tells me, like, this is out of nowhere. No, it didn't. No, no it isn't. It may have this gotten there has, quicker, but not out of nowhere. I agree with this you. This show has always been oppressive like this. It has always done unpopular things with characters you want to like. It was built on that hill. And uh, Sean Bean's body is buried underneath it. Like, that's where, <laughs> that's what they've constructed. And but so I'm. Who... Oh, sorry. I mean, uh, a fine time with it. You know, I think watching the um, watching the battle, not from from two episodes ago or whenever, like that was one of the most tense episodes of TV that I've ever watched, you know, and people got upset about, oh, it's too dark and things like that. But I just been having fun, like people nitpick about everything these days and uh, I'm I'm having a great time. I can't wait to see how it wraps up. I expect to be disappointed in some ways and excited in others, but this is one of the most talked about things that I've seen come out in media where everyone has an opinion and everybody's talking about it and everybody's sharing it. So something was done correct. Yeah. Because w- whether you're happy or upset, you're talking about it and you watched it. Right. 
And I have no problem with people sharing fiery opinions about one way or the other with each other. Where I start to have a problem is where people, A, spread bullshit around, or B, go after each other for it. Like, we got enough of that. We don't need y'all mm-hmm. fighting over your opinions of Game of Thrones. Who gives a fiery hot shit? I'm excited because the show's great and I'm enjoying it. Uh, and if I wasn't enjoying it, I'd still going to catch this finale. Are you kidding me? But it's not, it doesn't give me a license to, like, DM somebody and call them an a-hole because they think that, you know, Daenerys' storyline got weird or whatever it is. What, did that happen to you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> a couple times. People, what, is, what are wrong with you? I know, I don't get it. What, what are wrong with you? I'm so good at language today. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, it just listen to yourselves. You like a show called Game of Thrones, and no matter what you think about how the show's going, everyone probably still likes The Hound. So picture yourself saying you're, you're on your way to the north to go get a skeleton to bring back to the big meetup and you're griping to the hound about all this stuff that peeved you about game of thrones and think about what he would say mm-hmm. right quit yeah. your whinging you c word <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a talker and when talkers talk it makes me hungry and it might make me want to eat all the chickens yeah. and also kill you there you go like just think about how the hound would react to all your griping about the show yeah he'd tell you to and, f off and, you dirty, yeah. The show that you liked at some point, and the, I'm guaranteed no matter what you, because based on the show, no matter what, everyone still likes the Hound. Yeah. So try to win the Hound's respect, I think. And yeah. Just enjoy. It. I like I it. Know. That's a good, I, I like it. And, and and it's important to note, as some of the chatter suggesting that this is, this is us writing off opinions. Not at all. I love I'd love to hear oh, all I of am. the opinions. I, am, I for sure am. I'm not writing them off. I'm willing <laughs> to. I'm willing to, to listen. <laughs> I'm willing to listen to them if they're not being dicks. Simple as that. Like if you mm. really don't like the course of something, that's a. I am down for a back and forth. Let's talk about it. Let's mush through it. I'll probably come to a point. And go. Oh, you know what? You're kind of right. I forgot about that in season three. Yeah, but you're probably. And we'll come to some some agreements, and we may disagree at the end. That's great. I'm into that. This community is all about that. Has been from the from the inception. But if you come in with all dicks blazing, F off. I mean, my mom has called me three times, three times on the phone to argue with me about my opinion on the episode. Yeah. I I went went to high school with dicks blazing. (laughs) (laughs) She she calls up and she says, and another thing, John, I just read this. And I've been having a great time talking to her about it. Like, that's the thing. That's what art is supposed to do and you know there's a lot of people that are probably going to roll their eyes and go that episode wasn't art yeah it is mm-hmm. it it is it's art you don't like yeah. but it's art and that's what it's supposed to do good art inspires discussion if it was something everybody watched and went hmm okay and moved on about their day then it's probably not worth talking about and it's probably not that great so yeah. okay. i for one have enjoyed uh, getting texts and calls from my mom nonstop since the moment she saw it. It's just some people are handling it better than others. Mm-hmm. My mom has so far not completely insulted me. She insulted me a little. It's but the- a reasonable <laughs> and loving amount. <laughs> it's a, it's a, the well, hot, she, the she takes- upset with uh, what's happened with the show. Yeah. But she's more upset that every time she's said, well, what about this? I've had an answer. Yeah. That's what's actually upsetting her isn't that she doesn't like what happened, but that she's annoyed that I have pointed yeah, because out. Because the subtext on that is you're calling her an idiot. <laughs> like, like if she's like, what about this? And you're like, oh, easy. I know it. Didn't you see it? Idiot. Well, mom, if the shoe fits, 
that's so, I don't know. I don't know how you're phrasing it, but that's to me. This when someone does that to me, and I sometimes I'm guilty of doing that to people, and I'm like, I have quick answers for people don't understand. <laughs> it makes I've learned from feedback is that it makes people feel dumb if my tone is not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah. I don't know that that's exactly what you're doing, but I, I doubt just, it. It seems like I know John enough to think that maybe. Some like, of his sardonic. I don't want to talk about it, but there's specific things like what Varus is doing is not obvious. Yeah, right. but we can't talk about but, any of that. But but when you realize it, then you're like, oh shit! So much yeah. happened off camera that you're just forced to put together in your brain. Yeah, and and that's okay. I think that that makes it great. Yeah, not bad, but not everyone agrees. Side note: uh, Chernobyl is really good, and people should watch it. It's hardcore. It's really good. Like so is I, Barry. Yeah, Barry's also amazing. Let's just throw amazing. out a bunch of TV shows. We think yeah, you want your HBO fix. The Veep finale was amazing. Um, great final season. Barry is the maybe the best show on TV right now. Um, and When's Expanse coming back? Soon. Soon. That show's amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, like the straight up um, Chernobyl as a miniseries about an actual historical event is really quality television and will probably win every Emmy it's up for. It's very good. It's got the Madman guy in it. Right? It does, as a bunch of people. Oh, you'll recognize. and um, the Belt Lauda from The Expanse, actually. Yeah. The OPA leader. That's that right. Guy. I the, love that guy. He creeps me out so the much. The Belter uh, terrorist leader guy is so good in that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's great yeah. in it. And he's also in um very different role, though. It's like totally different. He's big and opposing looking in The Expanse. And this, yeah. he's just this little shrimpy guy. It's really weird. He transforms yeah, himself. about his voice. It's creepy yeah well the act the belter baseline creepy voice but the belter accent is already amazing it's an amazing affect and it's so it draws me into that show so much to hear people use it yeah i wish i I could fake it because i'd love it it's so good anyway chernobyl see it all right quick uh email actually it comes in the form of a voicemail uh before we go today and i'm going to play it for you now this is a call for john so, John, hey. spread your wings and receive this call. Here it is. Hey, Scott, uh, Bo, and John. I just wanted to make a quick call back to the inaugural episode of Core 2 and suggest the best mobile game I know of for John to try out. And that game is Iron Marines. It's made by the same people who did Kingdom Rush, if you know that series. And it's the best conversion of RTS for a touchscreen format that I've ever played. Iron Reigns, John. Iron yeah. Reigns. Uh, I've played it. He's right. It's excellent. Um, it's an RTS that makes sense on a touch screen. But I feel like no matter what I say or he says, it won't matter. You're not into well, it either way. There you, there you go. Yeah. You nailed it. Okay. You guys got to sell them harder. Look, sell I harder. I appreciate it. I appreciate the recommendations. It's just there's a lot of hurdles for me with mobile. And one of the chief ones is... We talk about this effect that happens in video gaming. I always compare it to Resident Evil, but there's a lot of games like this where they give you a rare bullet that's really strong. Like in Resident Evil, it's the Magnum bullets. And you're like, oh, I got to save these for when I really need them. And the next thing you know, you beat the game and you haven't fired a damn Magnum round the entire game because you just kept saving them. That's how I am with my phone battery life. Mm -hmm. Every time I think about playing a game on my phone, I think about... But what if I need this battery life for later? <laughs> what if my car breaks down and I need, heaven forbid, a phone to use? Yeah. I better not play this game. 
this is one of the primary hurdles. It's one I haven't talked about much, but it's another problem with mobile gaming, which is I always look at my phone and I go, mm, I'm going to need that battery life. And I know I can get battery packs and all that. I have one, but I don't bring it with me. I'm worried about using it, but not enough to remember to do stuff. So that's that's another hurdle. But, you know, I, I appreciate people wanting to pull me into mobile gaming. I will entertain ideas. I do have a game on my uh, phone. Yeah. I have Hearthstone on there. Is that all you it. have? It's, I have hundreds of games on my phone. I, I have know. Hearthstone and Pokemon Go if you consider it a game. Uh, I have, mm. let me see if I can tell you how many. Oh, I couldn't even count them. There's at least 200 games on here. A lot of them are old and I just haven't touched in a long time. Some are newer, but yeah, like, but, but at the same time, you're not entirely wrong. Like, I don't, obviously I'm not playing these 200 games very much, but once in a while. Right. I'll but you them. did at one point. I've played, uh, there was one about building a boat. That was all right. Yeah, that was good. It was a little match three deal. Yeah, that yeah. was okay. Yeah, you're into that. Um, yeah. How would you feel about... Uh, I have Civilization on my phone and tablet, Civ 6, yeah. and it's full-blown Civ 6, like nothing held oh, back. Yeah. It's really good. I have good. it on my iPad, yeah, you should. You should play that because it's your, your fingers, your mouse... It's the same game. No, I know, I know, but you know the problem is my iPad doesn't leave this desk area a lot, which is where Civ Six also resides. So it's you know Civ Six down here on the iPad or Civ Six up here on the much faster computer. I can see that. So, well, right now I'm I'm looking for a flat surface to play Angry Birds AR. Oh man, you're finally doing it. You're yep. living the mobile life. There it is. I've Advanced placed my reality? level. Yeah. AR, augmented reality. Yeah, no, yeah. So now I've got I'm playing it's actually pretty neat. Um it sets up a 3D Oh, I won. Sweet. It sets up a 3D version of like the pig structures you're supposed to blow up in oh, Angry yeah. Birds. And then uh now I can zoom around it, get really close, far from it, go around to the other sides, just kinda like decide my best angle of trajectory, and then I do a you know, I pull back the slingshot and fire it in real space, and there's a whole level on my floor over here. It's pretty neat. I have played Angry Birds. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I saying played... you should play Angry Birds. I just think AR tech is cool. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You could see the right. value. I'm not saying you want to sit and play a game forever, but AR is, when done right, AR is akin to VR in terms of my impressedness. I see it and go, oh, that's so rad. And you know what I would want for an AR app? Hmm. something that makes the inside of my car just look like a spaceship. <laughs> well, you like a, like an AR helmet that you would wear and it would make everything. No, under. I just put on my glasses and I'm just like, you know, I'm going to go to work today. I'm going to make a lot of spaceship noises on the way. Let's make it look the part. And just all of a sudden it's all consoles with blinky lights and flip switches. And, you know, maybe you can interact. You can flip some of the switches and, I think we're you know, getting there, dude. We're getting there. Driving to work, I can just occasionally go, and then flip some switches, and you know, it makes my commute that much more realistic to what I do anyway. I get a feeling we're not that far from that. So sure, it's there's no impossible. danger to consider with accidents. No, in that no. Situation. No, if there's one time you want augmented reality, it's when you're operating a car. Yeah, without a, without a doubt. Well. Uh, on that note, I uh, would like to remind people if they want to continue to send us these voicemails, it's easy. Here's how easy it is. 
801-471-0462. You call that number. It takes you to a voicemail line. You say, I'm here for core, and you say whatever you want. And then I play it on the show. It's that easy. 801-471-0462. Or you can email us your thoughts, uh, your comments, whatever, at frogpants.com slash core. So do that. We'd love that. And if you've got another sales pitch, I would love to hear more sales pitches for why John should play the mobile game that you want to play. Uh, also, a quick correction. That game is called something Marines. Hold on. Um, Spice Marine. Uh, space, Spice no, no, space Marines. Marines. I- Iron Marines. There you go. Iron Marines is the name of that game that John won't play. Okay, so there's that. <laughs> but hey, we gave it a plug and other people might play it. So it was not all lost. I don't want the uh, caller to feel like they failed. You succeeded uh, for many other people out there who I'm sure will try. There you go. Uh, and like it. Yes, and I think that um, that's going to do it for the show. We're going to play some Aww. games. Are our friends here today? We're playing with them today? Are we? Playing? Yeah, okay. I think so. Well, that means heroes, I everybody. I Kyle in MTG Arena. Oh, I'm sure we can get him out. have you talked him into poking around in there? What's going on with that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I may have done some influencing. Hmm. Well, Bo, you are truly an influencer. Well done. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> might be able to play WoW Classic. Yeah. That kind of. Yeah. Go to the summit and uh, <laughs> do whatever they did over there. I have no idea. Anyway, uh, you're hearing me talk to Bo Schwartz. You can hear him all the time at Bo Schwartz on Twitter. He says all kinds of great stuff. I retweeted his whole thing about Red 1982. I thought that was a brilliant post and, and, and a great observation. Oh, the whole thread was yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was really that good. That relates to. I just, that one post, I was like, this looks like Reddit, but on newspaper. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, so go check that out and follow him. Bo Schwartz. John is it under, uh, sorry. John underscore Jagger for John. That's what he is. I'm at Scott Johnson. And uh, again, you can find us at frogpants.com slash core. If you like our show and you dig it and you want to give a little bit back, it's super simple. Just head on over to patreon.com slash core show and help us out. It makes a giant difference for us and we would really appreciate it. That's patreon.com slash core show. It's going to do it for us, for me, for John, for Bo. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.